Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and today I'm pleased to have with us in our studio Liesl and Susan Hamilton. And this is the first time we've had a mother-daughter team. We've actually had a mother-son team before, but this is the first mother and daughter team. Um, Lisa Hamilton holds an MFA in Creative Nonfiction Writing from George Mason University and has received fellowships from George Mason University and the Alan Chuse International Writers Center. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Okay. In addition to Wild South Carolina, which is their book, um, you can find her writing in Fall Lines, where she received the Broad River Prize for Prose, and also in Catapult, the Normal School, and Audubon, and other publications. A certified statewide master naturalist, Susan Hamilton, has completed master naturalist trainings in the upstate, midlands, and the coastal zones of South Carolina. She's a former journalist who works with several environmental nonprofits, both on their boards and in volunteer capacities. In her free time, she enjoys birding, as well as trying to identify state wildflowers. And we have that in common, because I like to do that too. So uh, for both of you, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Great to have you here. So um, talk to us about the book. The reason why I wanted to have you here to talk on our podcast is about Wild South Carolina, a field guide to parks, preserves, and special places. So uh, tell, tell our listeners a little bit how you got interested in first wanting to write this book. Well, um, it's kind of a funny story. We actually never, I never intended to write this book. Um, and um, I had, after my kids were all out of the house and everything, um, I had stopped working for a few years, I decided to sort of go different directions, and I started taking naturalist classes. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was nothing better than to be out in the woods um, on a Thursday afternoon with mm-hmm. a, a group of interested people walking in the woods and looking at things. Mm-hmm. And, and I just got really into it. And, and I got Liesl to take um, some of the classes, too. And um, we were both very enthused about them because we had always been an outdoor family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started seeing things in South Carolina that we actually didn't know were here and places that were in our own backyard that we hadn't really realized. And we'd spent all of our vacations you know, in the outdoors. Um, so one day, um, I popped into Liesl's room after having gone to someplace really cool. And, uh, and I said, uh, and she had just graduated from college at the time, and I said, you know, Liesl, someone should write a book, and they should really say, these are all the coolest places in South Carolina that everybody who lives here should see, mm-hmm. and um, this is where you should go and why you should go and what you should do when you're there and the time of year that you should go in order to see these things and blah, 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 blah. And then I, like, popped out of the room and went on and did something else and forgot all about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's when uh, I did something kind of mean to my mom that, <laughs> that I've done a few times, actually. I uh, said, you know, that kind of is a good idea, and I thought about it for a while, and then I did some research on books and, and whether this book existed, um, and you can find this kind of book for national park books and, and bigger kind of mm-hmm. um, places, but not anything like this for South Carolina, and so I was like, what if I wrote up a proposal and kind of sent this away? and you know, nothing's going to happen, but I can just try. Um, and so I did some research. I found Hub City Press, which is an amazing local press in Spartanburg. It's mm-hmm. kind of like in our backyard. And they like to do local books 
So I wrote up a proposal and um, sent it over to them and kind of forgot about it. And then a couple of months later, I get this email from Betsy Teeter, who's one of the, the founders of Hub City. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, we're interested in this. This is a really cool idea. And um, then I realized I had to tell my mom that I, <laughs> I pitched a book for both of us. When to you had roped her into. <laughs> yeah. so, so literally, I'd actually come back from, from being on vacation with my husband, and we were sitting out in the backyard on the dock. Um, we live in the northeast of, of Columbia. And, and Liesl said, Mom, you're going to kill me. And I said, why? And she says, well, I sent your book idea off to a publisher. And I said, that's great. And she says, yeah, and they're interested. I said, that's wonderful, Liesl. And she says, yeah, they want 10 chapters by next month. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was me. But it was, it, 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 um, it, it was great. It was a great thing. And, and so it, we sort of just plunged right in. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started doing uh, more research. Yeah, and we—it's not like we were starting from scratch. We had—we had been writing columns for the the Naturalist newsletter, which we both um, helped put out. So we had like some material, and we just had to expand it and you know get more material. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I was thinking about when looking at this book, since it's it's two of you kind of taking on on a lot of different tasks how did you divide the tasks uh, did did one of you concentrate in one area and the other concentrate in another um, well, the first thing we had to do was kind of decide which places we wanted to include. So that required coming up with, because there's many more kind of natural areas in South Carolina than we put in this book. We mm-hmm. just think these are the ones you really, really have to go to. Mm-hmm. So we had to make a, a list of all the places, kind of whittle them down. And once we had our list, we kind of just sat at a table together and said, you know, you know more about this or you would handle this better. I feel like you've been to this park more. Um, and we kind of just divided them up and see where they fell. And then w- we wanted it to be equal, so we, we put, you know, equal parks in each person's list. But mm-hmm. we kind of just went through it together and decided. Yeah, we, we, we sort of divided up the list, but we went to um, all the places together. Mm-hmm. So after well, first we kind of did some book research, spent a lot of time in libraries mm-hmm. and, and, um, and, and ordered some books, too, that we, we wanted, um, trying to figure out because we knew what we'd like so far, but we were sure. trying to figure out we didn't want to miss things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then we actually, after that, we did road trips. And so we'd go maybe spend a week um, uh, on the southern coast. Um, mm-hmm. And then we would um, go maybe uh, a week up in the mountains and check out some of the smaller parks or, or nature preserves or uh, heritage preserves or something that we hadn't, that we, we thought might be something worthwhile seeing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then that way, when we wrote about it, one of us would write a chapter, and we would give it to the other one to, to do a, the first edit. Oh, okay. And then that person would s- make some suggestions or help maybe have it grow and then send it back. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth like that for a, a long time. And, and when the book and by trading back and forth, um, we we were able to keep you know the voice consistent, which is something that we thought was important. We didn't want anyone to look at it and say, okay, Susan wrote this chapter, Liesl wrote right, this chapter. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then once the book actually came out, I mean, because it took us you know over a year or so to do this process, we actually forgot which of us wrote which chapters, <laughs> and we can no longer remember. I mean, I think we have a spreadsheet that we could dig up somewhere, but uh-huh. just by reading it, I. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't really feel like you took control of it. You it and and that was the other thing actually that was really cool about writing mm-hmm. this book with my daughter mm-hmm. is um, I understood I never understood before sort of that 
everyone's fascination with father-son type businesses. For sure. And then when I got to do this with my daughter, and she was a peer, mm-hmm. and we were producing a, a something, mm-hmm. and we were equal partners, and she would edit it and point out things that I could improve on and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. it was a really fun experience. Plus, we got to go on a lot of vacations together. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah, <laughs> spent a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time. That's cool. So, like when you were going to these parks and and other places, were you taking notes the whole time? Oh yeah, yeah. We had um, we we went to these parks. We would talk to rangers or people there. Um, and then we always had a notebook with us and usually some naturalist books and we'd fill up this notebook with we saw this plan, we saw this plan, we saw this plan, we saw this plan, or we saw this and mm-hmm. and our cameras. Yeah, and mm-hmm. our cameras so we could take pictures of everything we saw. So it was like a very slow process and then usually after we left we'd sit in, or before we left we'd go sit in the car for thirty minutes and just look at our notes and make sure we had everything. So right, because you don't want to get all the way back home and say, I right. wish I had <laughs> taken this path. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, this actually brings up the question what is the different what is the difference between or among parks preserves and special places how do you define those well uh, it's 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 not so much defining those it was trying to come up with uh, words that would accurately describe all of our different natural areas mm-hmm. so as you know we have one national park in South Carolina mm-hmm. and that's Congaree mm-hmm. and my advice to everyone is always if you're gonna go one place Go yep. to Congaree. Definitely. And we chatted about that beforehand because right. I yeah. actually live close to Congaree right. and it's a wonderful park. It's a wonderful park and it's just got so much that people just aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it's got 100 trees that are on the National Register for being the largest trees of their type. And, and they're absolutely amazing. Um, and as well as you know, the synchronized fireflies and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have um, 47 state parks. And the state parks were founded... Um, during the Great Depression, the initial ones, there were around a dozen of them, um, mm-hmm. were built by the CCC mm-hmm. using local materials. And if you go to those places, they have um, um, the hardscape, they have the structure, um, they have people that you can talk to and ask mm-hmm. what you're doing. They have bathrooms. They have bathrooms. <laughs> um, and by the way, the CCC, that's the Civilian Conservation the Corps? C- Civilian Conservation Corps. Oh, I can't sorry. believe I remembered that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, and they're just phenomenal parks. I mean, they're all really incredible um, parks. And they were set aside for certain reasons, and, and each of them are unique. Um, and then we have um, eight national wildlife refuges. And those are huge expanses of land, maybe a couple of thousand acres each. Oh, wow. Um, and um, they have usually an office, too, that you can go to and get information. Um, but a lot of times, those are um, good for driving tours. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you go to Santee National Wildlife Refuge, you can drive through at Santee um, Alligator Alley. Oh. You're always going to see gators. Um, wow. You're going to see birds. They they have fields that they plant to attract fowl, waterfowl. Oh, okay. They have um, other areas that they're trying to uh, attract um, songbirds, and they make mm-hmm. keep this forest, mm-hmm. different areas. And and you so there see some wild turkeys out there. Always wild yeah. turkeys. Yeah. And um, some hogs. We've seen lots of. Osprey, yeah. bald eagles. Uh, we have 70, 73 heritage preserves. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the first state in the nation to have heritage preserves. Really? Um, Who's responsible for that? The DNR falls okay. under the DNR, um, D- Department of Natural Resources, mm-hmm. as does the um, wildlife refuges. Okay. And um, they're smaller 
Mm -hmm. but they don't have anybody there. So you have to know what you're going to do before you go. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be any facilities. Are there physical barriers? I mean, boundaries? There there are. Boundaries with signs. Um, Usually not like fences or anything, but there's signs. You're leaving this The one that you may be familiar with here in the Midlands would be Peachtree. Okay. That's a heritage preserve. Um, And... Um, so you need to like make sure that you know ahead of time, and we try to explain in the book where you go in order to get there, because they're not going to be as obvious. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm. you know you don't find the, a physical address with mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. and many uh, of them are on dirt roads. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and um, but they all have very special um, things, and they were set aside for different reasons. The Venus flytraps are in Lewis Bay Ocean Preserve mm-hmm. Heritage Preserve. Um, and then we have the Gopher Tortoise Heritage Preserve, mm-hmm. Peach Tree Rock, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So we have 73 of those. Um, and then we also have a lot of private parks um, that we've included in here. Well, maybe three or four that we included. Hitchcock Woods in Aiken is considered the largest urban park in America. Really? Wow. 2,000 acres. Jeez. Has like 73 miles of trails. Um, and it's huge, and it's got everything from because um, it's got some outcropping, some some high elevation areas. So it's got the um, things the characteristics of the Piedmont and the coastal plain. You can actually find uh, mountain laurel that's draped in Spanish moss, and so oh, Spanish moss <laughs> is a, a coastal plant usually, uh-huh. and um, mountain laurel is a Piedmont plant. And you can find those two things together. Which that's amazing. Is yeah, you don't unique. normally yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other um, park that that we were really struck by um, was Kaka. Yeah, which is just a county park down in Charleston. Mm-hmm. It's in Ravenel, South Carolina. Um, so kind of like going out um, of Charleston, and um, that it's just it's a great little park um and they have all these trails we've seen armadillos there you can um, walk through the forest you can walk through the swamp um, and the most amazing thing in this picture is actually on the back of our book is if you're really lucky on warm days in the afternoon um, when the sun is just right you can find this rainbow imprinted on the on the swamp's water that um, is just caused by the the chemicals in the water the oils and the tannins um, interacting with the sunlight and it just puts this rainbow on the water and we didn't know about this when we first went to the park we turned a corner and we saw just you know yellow pink blue green on the water and it was the most beautiful thing one of the most beautiful things we've seen it really is amazing and that's another thing that I wanted to bring up and talk about was the photography because if you if you know people who are interested in getting out and about in South Carolina and going to all of these different places the photography in in here is it makes you want to go to every single place you know so can one of you talk about the the photography Yeah, we were really lucky. Um, You know, neither of us are really photographers. We took a few pictures that ended up in the book just because of timing, and we might have happened to see something at the Mm -hmm. right time. But, you know, 99% of them came from Tori um, Stain, who is, uh, she got her BFA at USC in photography, and she just takes beautiful pictures. She loves to take pictures of South Carolina. So we approached her about this project. She did this these photographs in just a couple months she was all over the state wow. just um you know back and forth i know she had some crazy adventures um you can see <laughs> there's an alligator on the front of this cover and that's um that was taken at woods bay state park which is kind of up 
in the north of the state, you would pass it, maybe going on the way to Myrtle Beach, and most people just pass it and don't stop. It's uh, got Carolina, a Carolina Bay in it, um, which is like an elliptical depression that, that occurs naturally in South Carolina. Um, and this boardwalk goes through the bay, and she went out there by herself and started talking to one of the rangers, and the ranger kind of took her on a walk, and they went out to this boardwalk, and she was walking on it, and this gator, um, who has a name and I can't remember it, was just <laughs> sitting on the boardwalk, and apparently on warm days, this is this gator spot, and it sits <laughs> there, and then, you know, no one else is walking the boardwalk. Uh-huh. And he was not going to um, let her pass. No, yeah. <laughs> not at all. And she actually got down really low and, you know, wanted to take this picture and the ranger kept saying okay that's close enough that's close (laughs) enough and she got this beautiful picture of this female gator just sunning herself right there in the middle of the the boardwalk and I know she had a lot of kind of crazy adventures with animals and 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 environments and stuff trying to get these photos absolutely right and one of the things I notice on the cover are the I, I call them river lilies, but I, I forget what they are called. But you can actually see them here in downtown Columbia when you're going over the rivers on uh, Interstate 126. Um, so spider lilies. Spider lilies. Yeah, Rocky Shore spider lilies. Yeah, that, I mean, they're always amazing. And they're right here downtown. They and a are. lot of people the, don't realize are, that. Those are actually um, the ones that are Lansford um, Canal State Park. Okay. And um, that state park um, has the, what's considered the most impressive display in the southeast of spider lilies because um, it's very dense mm-hmm. where they are mm-hmm. and um, and you can you can find them just half a mile from the parking lot you just have to walk out there um, they have a little trail they also have a, a canoe and a kayak tra- a trail yeah in May and in May they'll also the state park on their website will do a lily watch where they'll let you know when they're going to be blooming at their peak because when they bloom it's just the entire river looks white. You know, we do have a few of them down here in Columbia, and they're mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And imagine that, like, times a thousand, and that's Lansford Canal. Wow. Um, and it's just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, they're, they look so beautiful on the cover. And, and this the cover is actually a composite of three different shots. It's those spider lilies, it's a forest, and it's the alligator in um, Woods Bay. And... Um, kind of tries to sum up, you know, mm-hmm. maybe what South Carolina is. Well, it certainly <laughs> makes you want to open the book because um, it's really, really beautiful. One of the things that has popped into my head, uh, especially when you were talking about the large expanses of, of land, are hunters ever allowed to do any controlled hunting on any of the um, the places that you talk about? Uh, the wild ri- wildlife refuges are actually the place where you're going to find hunters most often. Mm-hmm. Um, they're even allowed at Congaree, though. They, okay. they let them out there for the hogs. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but um, but the wildlife refuges were actually sort of set aside for hunters, and it's actually a good um, uh, way that you can see that hunters really are concerned with our 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 nature and our um, retaining what we have, mm-hmm. um, because they're the ones who who pushed for this to to keep those refuges there mm-hmm. so that we could attract the waterfowl mm-hmm. and everything else. So different times of the year, they will have hunting for um, deer, for mm-hmm. turkey, uh, and for even um, wildfowl. And I think a lot of people don't realize that a lot of that, I mean, most of all of that hunting is controlled and it's for a purpose. It's to maintain balance you know, in, in those those species. Um, so, you know, if people are, that's what 
DNR, you know, is responsible mm-hmm. for, Department of Natural um, Resources. There's, there's also fishing at all uh-huh. of, a lot of these places, too. Yeah. But, but you're right, um, and especially deer, would the population would just be out of control if mm-hmm. we didn't allow hunting. Yeah. So speaking of some of the wildlife that's out there, do either of you have any specific wildlife encounter memories as you were out and about? Uh, any kind of like special birds you saw or, or anything really neat that you remember? Oh, I'm always really, really, really excited by wildlife. Um, uh, we saw um, um, an owl outside of Conqueree once that we were we uh, pulled over to the side of the road and took tons of pictures. And we were just <laughs> actually right outside the prison, and we were just kind of <laughs> tromping around out there um, in the woods. <laughs> but I, I get really excited by snakes out there too. Oh, um, okay. And I saw um, a timber rattlesnake last week that I was really excited about, and wow. most people would not be. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we moved it off the parking lot of um, of one of the state parks so that other people wouldn't get upset. Um, I saw, um, well, I didn't see, but I heard a black bear at Lewis Bay Ocean Preserve, which really? was pretty spectacular because um, I live in Virginia now, and I see a ton of bears up there in the in the woods, but you rarely see a coastal bear, even though they exist. And mm-hmm. I went on a walk out there in Lewis Bay Ocean Preserve, which is down close to Myrtle Beach, um, and it's a really beautiful uh, heritage preserve. It has all these ferns. It kind of looks prehistoric and has a lot of carnivorous plants, too, pitcher plants, a Venus flytrap. and. We had to really search for the Venus flytrap, and seeing that was pretty amazing, too. Most people don't know they're native to North and South Carolina. That's where they come from. Exactly, and every yeah. once in a while you see them in Lowe's or a garden yeah. center, you know, and you're kind of thinking, geez, aren't these supposed to be protected or, you know? Yeah, well, that's if you want to buy them, that's the place to buy them because they actually have, have problems people digging them up at Lewis Bay, which is just, um, yeah. you know very bad but um i went on a walk there with a um, a ranger and um, she kind of took us around and talked about how they're monitoring black bear populations and we kept hearing they kind of go into um the carolina bays and it was like in the summer and lie down and just eat a lot of berries and kind of hang out and lie down in the water sounds like a pretty good life yeah (laughs) and so we kept hearing him kind of grunt and 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 snore and just hang out there and eat (laughs) berries but we never saw him and that was pretty cool that is neat so here's a very difficult question what was each of your favorite location and why well i'll go first because um um i've got a one that was um, kind of a new interesting place that I hadn't really been aware of before we made an effort to go to every state park and and and, uh, and as many of the other public um, places as we could. Um, and that was Shira State Park. It was actually our first uh, state park. It was set aside first. Myrtle Beach became a state park first, mm-hmm. but Shira began development first. Um, and it's sort of a by the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. And mm-hmm. we had always been going to a lot of state parks, and we mostly went on the coast and up in the mountains. And seldom did we really go to the ones that were in the Midlands, mm. thinking that they were there was nothing that interesting. And we were really surprised. Um, Shira has a longleaf pine forest mm-hmm. that you can walk through, and that's a big deal because um, um, it's only about 7% of what was longleaf pine in the southeast remains here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very slow-growing tree you don't see very often. And and the path takes you um, right beside a red-cockaded woodpecker colony. Oh, wow. Which is a huge deal because they're endangered. 
Um, and uh, they're the only woodpecker that makes uh, cavities in live trees. Mm. Um, and so you'll see those usually. Um, you can see fox squirrels, which are larger than our squirrels. I have seen one in my front yard, and it freaked me out. <laughs> I thought there was like a lemur on the escape <laughs> right, from the zoo. <laughs> right. They have like black faces often. Uh -huh. Sometimes they're totally black. They're really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so they've got some beautiful paths there. Their cabins and ranger stations are made out of the longleaf pine, which is a hardwood pine. Mm -hmm. um, they're gorgeous. Um, they have a golf course out there if you play golf. But they also have a lake, and if you take a canoe, they rent them there for five bucks or something. Mm -hmm. And you paddle up the headwaters, which is basically almost like going across the lake. It doesn't really move much. You go under an osprey nest, mm -hmm. the osprey above you. If you go in May, the, um, the water just becomes a carpet of blue flag irises. Oh, wow. And that's punctuated by these yellow carnivorous plants that are just everywhere blooming at the same time. Hmm. Um, and, um, and the two of them is just gorgeous. And then the same day that we were paddling up there, we saw otter and beaver, a couple of little snakes. Um, and it was just beautiful. It's just incredible and it's just right here in our backyard mm -hmm, it's a mm -hmm. fabulous place mm -hmm. so that so. one that one has become one of my favorites in addition to to the other ones that we've always enjoyed which would be um down at the coast um hunting uh, hunting island hunting island and up in the upstate where we're, we tend to favor jones gap mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. and liesl what's yours favorite yeah, everyone always asks, and um, <laughs> I think it's an impossible question. You know, being from South Carolina, a lot of people want to know, you know, what, what's better, the, the coast or the mountains? And mm -hmm. I think what's great about South Carolina is you can have both. Exactly. Um, and you can have the Midlands, too. Um, so it's really hard. So what are your three favorites? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really hard to pick a favorite. Um, what I can pick maybe is like a favorite new one that we discovered doing this book. That's like maybe it narrows it down a little bit. Um, and I talked about Lewis Bay Ocean Preserve. I thought that was spectacular. And Hitchcock Woods in, in Aiken, um, that was a really spectacular find. Um, these places that are just, um, that's kind of what I gravitate now towards is these places that are like smaller. They're not, Hunting Island is great and mm -hmm. you know, it's the most profitable state park in the state park system. Um, but it's so neat to see all of these unique things at these parks that, um, that a lot of people don't go to. And that's kind of the point of the book is drawing people towards those other places that, um, that really make South Carolina just beautiful and unique. Certainly. One of the other things that I wanted to chat about real quickly, uh, since this is Library Voices SC, uh, and I'm sure that this book is in a lot of South Carolina libraries, but do any of you have any, uh, either of you have any library experiences that you want to mention? Um, I mean, we, we definitely went to libraries to, to do research for this. You know, we got a bunch of books out. Um, we've been going to libraries for as long as I can remember. You know, I think seeing the, the, our mother-daughter team, um, you know, my first library card was signed with my mom. <laughs> um, it was the, the gray ones that they used to make at the uh, Richland County Public Library. Mm -hmm. I remember and, those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting my first library card and feeling so special and important because, you know, adults carry in their 
wallets, lots of cards, and that was like my first card, and it was signed by my mom's name, and I had the power to get books with it, um, <laughs> which I just remember looking at it and just, you know, being in awe over that. And, and, and I promise you, we always maxed out the 25 <laughs> books whenever. Now we, I think it's 60-something. Is it? Yeah. It is much higher now. Yeah, yeah. I, but at the time, it was like uh, we would go, and we would just have these big bags, and we would just bring books and books and books home, and yeah, you know, and obviously uh, huge uh, readers. Yeah, a lot of, I think, my childhood happened in libraries. It was where my mom met her first friend in South Carolina when she moved here was at a library, and she stayed friends, and I was actually recently the bridesmaid in her daughter's wedding, oh, so wow. we stayed friends, That's too. That's a neat story. And so libraries are kind of, I love libraries, and I was telling you, <laughs> I did you not Curtis, pay her to say that. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I live in, in the D.C. area now, and I just moved into a new apartment, and I can walk to a library there, which was a major selling point of, of deciding <laughs> to move there. That's so, great. That's great. Big fan. <laughs> Very cool. So talking about the near future, do either one of you have any special projects that you're working on in the coming months? Yeah, so we, I mean, now we live like 600 miles apart or something. <laughs> um, I live in like D.C. and my mom still lives here. Um, so unfortunately, we can't really work on too many things together. We did sell a whole bunch of, we were quilting turkeys today. But, you know, normally we, we can't really do a whole bunch of um of work together. Um, I got a creative writing degree um, recently up in the D.C. area, George Mason University. So I'm uh, working on a book about my grandmother who was a refugee during World War II and oh, wow. sort of about her, refu- her, her migration journey and, um, and the loss that, that she experienced. So that's kind of what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. By myself. <laughs> yeah, um, everyone keeps saying, "Are you going to do the national parks next?" And I right. keep going, "No." Although it's on my husband and I, are, we have a bucket list, and we uh-huh. are trying to go to every national park at this point, Very and cool. we're about sixty percent through. Wow! But um, uh, Liesel's one of Liesel's sisters, who's uh, two years older than Liesel. She um, she's a nutritionist, and we're both vegans. Mm. And she tells me that we are working on a cookbook next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, because we're told our you know, cooks, all you have to do is just send it in, and then <laughs> that's right, and see received, what happens. My, my mom will be stuck. So. <laughs> that sounds like the a perfect plan. plan yeah. <laughs> it might be. It's worked so far. Exactly. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you for you. having we us. We really it. enjoyed coming. And thank you to our listeners. You can find Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is libraryvoices.podbean.com. We love hearing from our listeners, so send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. Until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening.